And then I won I mean, I'm just sitting here wondering if maybe the activity ramped up a little bit because the spirits knew I was leaving that house. They were like, Oh, she's going to uni. Let's get as much in as we can. <laughs> she's the only one that can see us. Let's really get some entertainment before she goes. <laughs> You're listening to Psychic-ish. My name is Lydia and this is my podcast where I try my very best to make sense of the psychic shit that happens to me. If you've been following this little podcast for a while, you'd know that my psychic abilities are developing at a rate that I can't really control. They started off really slow from when I was about eight and then it's really the last few years where they've started to ramp up. So You may know psychics like Tyler Henry or back in New Zealand, Sensing Matter Days, Gavin Cruikshank and Sue Nicholson. One day I might be like them, but one day I might not. And I don't really fit into the psychic world and I don't really fit into the normal world. I'm somewhere in between. All I can really do right now is tell you what it's like for me today to see a spirit. Today you're listening to episode number eight and I have a little bit of a story that just doesn't fail to make me laugh from this week that's just passed. (laughs) Basically, my mum's listening to the podcast and honestly, it took a little bit of wrangling to get her to be interested in it in the beginning, but she's here and we're grateful for it. She's a few episodes behind. So she called me at about 10.30 in the middle of the week. It must have been on Wednesday night and... She called me and I looked at the time and whenever my mum calls me that late, my stomach just sinks. It makes me feel like something's happened with my nana, you know, and my mum's just calling me to bring me up to speed. However, I pick up the phone and my mum says very quickly, you you weren't asleep, were you? And I said, oh, no, no, I'm not. And she said, hmm, I was just not wanting to go to bed just yet. But I wanted to rest my eyes. I didn't want to watch TV. So I just lay downstairs and thought, hmm, I'll listen to one of Liddy's podcasts. And what episode does she listen to? She listens to episode number six. So as a quick refresher, that is the episode where I tried and failed to be a DJ (laughs) and just remixed a whole lot of experiences together. I think I started with some angry men yelling at me one night as soon as I shut my eyes and not really understanding what it meant and then I went on a little bit of a trip down memory lane to a time in 2019 where over a few weeks there was quite a bit of heightened activity around me and a lot of that activity was situated in my mum's house so (laughs) I think I felt something quite big drop on my back while I was trying to get to sleep one night. It felt like it was being dropped by about a a metre ahead 
a meter ahead, a meter above. Uh, what else happened? I think I went downstairs in the middle of the night and saw someone running out of a cupboard and into the lounge. And then towards the end of the episode, I just talked about the last time I was up visiting family in Auckland and staying in my mum's house. And I went into the bathroom and there was a little old lady who called out and said, I'm not going to hurt you. (laughs) And I asked if she'd let me sleep and she said yes. And then as soon as I went to leave the bathroom, I just heard her say, good (laughs) night. Honestly, the loveliest. Oh, I can't say she's the loveliest because then I feel like maybe some of my ancestors will get upset. But she was a really, really lovely presence to have around. Anyway, my mum was telling me how she just wanted to relax before she went to sleep. And at 10 o'clock put on one of my podcasts and chose that one. And I said to her, well, you know, here's your first mistake. I tell everyone, don't listen at night. Some episodes are scary, but some aren't. But it's better not to take the risk. Don't listen at night. Anyway, she she was terrified because she was downstairs in that house that I'd talked about all those experiences happening in. Her partner was upstairs asleep and she then had to turn all the lights off downstairs, walk past the cupboard where I had the most amount of activity (laughs) in in that house and where I think perhaps that spirit's ashes were held. And she had to walk past that and have it behind her as she walked up the stairs to go upstairs. And we just could not stop laughing that... She'd gone to listen and relax and just, you know, support her daughter. And then now she has to go upstairs alone in the dark in a house that's had quite a lot of supernatural activity for me. (laughs) I offered to stay on the line with her and she said, no, she was a big girl. She was brave. She's okay. She's tough. I said to her, you know, you can put the torch on on your phone. That can help. And then I guess I said to her, I was like, look, have you had any experiences there yourself? And she said, no. And I said, yeah, well, if you're going to have an experience, it would have happened already. It's not, it might not even be to do with that house. It might just be to do with me, you know. Anyway, she was a tough cookie and uh, she went to sleep. But man, it just makes me laugh. I mean, who who goes to relax closing your eyes at 10 o'clock at night listening to a podcast where your daughter talks about all the dead people she sees on a day-to-day basis. My mum's truly one of a kind. <laughs> Love you mum. Hope you're listening. Hope you're up to date. <laughs> and I mean I might have to warn her but I might keep on theme having my mum involved in today's episode I think. I'm going to talk to you about the last two experiences that I can remember in our childhood home before I moved out and moved down to Wellington for university. So I was in year 13. I was 18. Oh no, I'm a December baby. I was 17. And at this stage, you know, I'm the youngest child. It was only my mum and I living at the house at this stage. And Mum would get up early every morning and power walk around the area and I'd sort of try my best just to wake up and function. Mum worked really near where I went to school, so she'd drive me to school in the mornings and (laughs) 
the last thing we'd kind of do, I don't know why, but we'd always end up rushing. And the last thing we'd do before going to school is we'd open up all the curtains around the house. So in this one morning, we were opening the curtains in that lounge. So if you need a little bit of a refresher of where we are in my childhood home, I do have that Instagram post up on at Psychicish podcast where my amazing sister did a floor plan of the house. So we were in the lounge right under the big archway that was opposite my doorway in my bedroom, right? So just standing there to my left, you can see into my bedroom, my mum's standing right in front of me and the windows where I did see my grandma's face in the roses one time, they were right behind my mum. So she was she was pulling up those curtains and I was just standing there talking to her. And I, for the life of me, can't remember what we were talking about, but my mum was facing me and she looked at me and she said, Lydia, what's happened? And I just looked back at her and I said, mum, can we just go? Can we get to school? And this is where my mum's great, right? Like she, she knows when her kids are putting it on and she knows when they're really going through something. And um, she said, yep, and picked up all our stuff. We just left the house, got in the car, started driving off. And mum said, she said, Lydia, you, your face just went white. What happened? And as I was standing there talking to my mum, I had my school uniform on. It was, I don't know why I remember, but it was the winter uniform. So like this big long skirt, jumper zipped up and my backpack strapped on both shoulders. But as I was standing there talking to my mum, I felt a hand press into my back, like where my shoulder blades were, and just give me a bit of a shove. So I felt all the fingers press in there and then give me a bit of a push. And just as I felt that, my mum saw that my face went white and asked me what was wrong. And that's where we sort of got our things and left. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just thinking back now, I was so brave just to go about my day at school and then come back home that day as if nothing had happened. Of course, I probably had trouble going to sleep that night, but I had trouble going to sleep every night. So I don't think it was much of a change. I mean, I I've, I know I've said before, my biggest fear with all of this stuff is being touched. And so I really did not appreciate that experience. I don't know who pushed me. I'm a tall girl, so whoever it was must have been tall. I don't think it was the little girl in the house. I mean, it may have been, but I don't think she would have been that strong. So that happened. And then I went, I mean, I'm just sitting here wondering if maybe the activity ramped up a little bit because the spirits knew I was leaving that house. They were like, oh, she's going to uni. Let's get as much in as we can. <laughs> she's the only one that can see us. Let's really get some entertainment before she goes. <laughs> hey, can't blame them. I'd do the same if I was bored over there. <laughs> Anyway, so that 
that whole thing took place right in the morning and then I can't remember which experience happened first but I have the feeling that the one that I'm about to share happened afterwards and I think it happened quite close to me leaving because it uh it honestly scared me shitless (sighs) yeah big breaths needed for this one um so as I said I'm 17 and I have my big double bed situated in my room so that right as you walked into my room my bed was on to your right so anyway this one night I can't remember if everyone had gone to sleep just yet or not but everyone was in bed and I'm not too sure how late it was um my mum's partner was staying over and he had a dog he had a um was it like a ridgeback? Can't really remember. Sorry, Mum. <laughs> but the dog was sleeping in the garage. So another refresher just for the layout of this house. So my room is my room, like the full edge of the house. And then in between my room and my mum's master bedroom, I guess, is the hallway that goes into the garage and we had like an internal garage and there was a door from that hallway so the garage would be shut off and that door would be kept shut every night and especially this night because the dog was was sleeping in there sort of behind the car so it was as close as you could be to the street and the hallway into the garage was carpeted but the garage itself was just irregular concrete and I'm um so I'm doing my usual nightly routine of trying my best not to just look up at my open doorway every 10 seconds so I'd start off with my back to the doorway in fetal position and then about 30 seconds would go by and I'd turn around and look and it was dark but my eyes would adjust because I was just lying there for so long so you know how um when your eyesight kind of goes a bit staticky in the dark like almost like you're back in the day when you didn't have sky tv and you'd go and switch through the channels and there'd be a channel with white noise or something and it's just like white noise on the tv screen it would be like that kind of staticky so I'm going to sleep trying to (laughs) and I start hearing footsteps now these footsteps weren't regular They were heavy. Now, my mum's partner is about six foot four, six foot five. He's a a tall guy. And he stomps around the house. Um, (laughs) I'd I'd heard him multiple times stomping up and down that hallway. Go check on his dog. These footsteps were heavier. And they sounded angry. And they were just pacing 
So the area, I'm just trying to think of the length of the hallway. It must have been about maybe four or five metres. I'm not too sure. But it was narrow. Like, it would probably only be a metre wide. Gosh, I don't know if I'm too good with measurement. Um, <laughs> but it would it was really narrow. So, like, only one person would fit single file, you know, walking down this hallway. Anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> These footsteps start up. And at first, I think it's my mum's partner going to check on the dog. But the footsteps just... Fuck again. Uh, oh, not a good time. Not a good time. I thought you were out. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> if I die of a heart attack one day, it's because I'm recording at night time and my boyfriend just barges in the room and I don't know he's home. <laughs> Far out, man. Okay, really, where were we? Um, he's making a habit of, you know, being a bit of a sidekick on this show. <laughs> Have to get him on the pod. Uh, officially. <laughs> anyway, these angry footsteps were pacing back and forth. So they'd go down the hallway, turn around, go back up the hallway closer to where my head was on my bed. That turn around, go back down. And this was going on for about 20 seconds. And I just think, huh, I didn't hear my mum's partner get up, open their bedroom door, open the door to the garage and start walking up and down I didn't hear that and I mean it's two meters away from me or whatever and the other thing that struck me was if he was walking up and down that hallway the dog was his absolute I mean well she idolized my mum's partner so the dog would always come up and then you'd hear the tail wagging and sort of thwacking against both walls because you know that space is narrow as I said I couldn't hear the dog. <laughs> the strangest detail is what I remember most about these footsteps, though. It's like, and however much time passed that I was hearing them, whether it was from that 20 seconds to two minutes or however long it was, I remember running through in my mind whether it was a human or not, but it I don't even think it ran through my mind because I so distinctly heard the shift in the weight of the foot and the footsteps. Like I, um, like I could hear that it would kind of make the first noise with a heavy bit of the heel and then it would creak as the balls of the feet would kind of meet the floor and then the next foot would come up on the heel. Like that's how I knew it wasn't the dog because they were very much human footsteps. They were just the heaviest, angriest footsteps I think I've ever heard. Yeah. Anyway, the footsteps kept going and I started to get really really afraid so I did for the first time in my adolescence I think I 
got up and went to my mum and her partner and said, hey, something's walking up and down the hallway to the garage. I'm really freaked out. And my mum's partner gets up to check it, opens the door. Nothing's there. I kind of creep in behind him just to have a look. He'd turn the light on at some point. And I just see his dog right at the end of the carriage, snuggled under the cars in her bed. I see the light like reflecting from her eyes and she's just super calm. And he just says, well, you know, nothing's here. Don't worry. And goes back to bed and then I go back to bed and they just stopped. I think that experience was the only experience I've had where whichever entity it was seemed very angry. I just, I don't know what it could have been. They would have uh, worked up their step count, though, that spirit. (laughs) I think my only saving grace and the only way that I was able to sort of keep sleeping in that place is I think I spent a lot of time at my friends' places, (laughs) especially on the weekends. And I think just knowing that I was so close to leaving that house, I think that's what got me through. But I sit here now and, I mean, earlier today, I looked up that house on Google Maps because, I don't know if I said before, but my mum moved out of that house when I moved down to Wellington that same week. And so, I don't know what it is, like that place scares the shit out of me, but it is the only home I've ever known and I miss it so much. Like, my bedroom walls were light blue. My mum painted them. And in all of our rooms, she sort of hand-painted things on the walls to make them our own. So, in my eldest sister's room, I think she had orange bows, sort of just like in one line around the walls. And then in my middle sister's, she had yellow bows, Oh no, my my elder sisters were pink, I think. And then in my room, I had blue walls and I loved that because I thought they were really different. Like no other room in the house had different color walls. And my mum hand painted roses just under the, um, what do you call that little like, I'll look up the word for it. I embarrassingly just looked it up and thought, I after a good like minute, I was like, oh, it's a skirting board. And then I Googled it just to make sure, and it's not even a skirting board, it's a cornice. <laughs> Who knew that would be the one thing I learnt today? Anyway. <laughs> Under that little bit of wood that runs across from the ceiling to the wall. Under the cornice, she painted... Rose after rose after rose after rose. Because Rose is my middle name. <laughs> I should have said that earlier. 
yeah, it's like that that place you talk about it and you talk about these scary things that happen, but um that place is my home and I miss it. I miss it a lot. I have so many memories in there and some of them are not the best, you know, but I think at some points the good outweigh the bad. If I had the option to go back there, I think I'd go to visit, but I don't think I'd be able to stay the night. I don't think I'd be able to sleep in that house again, but I, I would like to visit. It probably breaks my heart, though, that I'm sure my blue walls and the roses painted on those are probably painted over by now. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I can't believe... I can't believe I almost forgot to share this little one because, again, something else happened. So, my eldest sister, when she moved out of home, I moved into her room. I was 16. So this must have been like a year before that these things happened. I don't know if her room was any better. I think I was just keen to get out of my one just with its history, you know. So her room, if you go back to that layout as well on that Instagram post, was closest to the family room. If I'm on the bed in my sister's room, to the left would be like the hot water cupboard. And then on the other side of that would be stairs to go downstairs. And then the rest of that whole area was just kitchen, family room, right? Anyway, I move into my sister's room. I think I'm so grown up and... I'm very adult and what starts happening huh what starts happening every night I get woken up at 3.33 a.m. to this on the wall right next to my head just above my head Five knocks would be on the side that the hot water cupboard was on, on that wall. But I would wake up every, I mean, I know I said night before, but every morning I'd hear those knocks. Really hurt my knuckles. Hi, this is future Lydia here. I mean, future isn't a few days older than this original recording that I'm just editing and listening back to how loud the knocks sounded. And man, like when I was actually doing them on the wall right next to the microphone, it really hurt my hand. <laughs> I was doing it as loud as I could and it is nowhere near how loud I remember those knocks being. Like I remember them being so loud, loud enough to wake me up in the middle of sleep, you know? There's no way this could have been a human knock. They were loud, they were urgent. They were at the same time every morning and they scared me half to death. I even think I slept with the curtains open so it wouldn't be so dark in there. But anyway, just wanted to add that in there, but they were much louder than they sound on this. I'd hear those knocks. I'd 
not want to check my phone because I knew what time it would be, I checked my phone and I saw that the time was 3.33. I knew nothing about angel numbers until I was like 21. So I was actually really scared of it. I did not like that the same knocking was happening every night. I did not last in that room very long. I think I lasted a few months before I retreated back to my one. I think it was like, oh, at least there's not knocking there. Or if there was, I could kind of pass it off as being right next to the front door. So, yeah, but I I mean, I can't, I can't believe I almost (laughs) forgot that little story. I don't even know if I told my sister that that happened in her room. Uh... But yeah, that was a little interesting. I think my little theory was that it must have had something to do with the hot water cupboard. But I don't know what would cause something that loud, quite honestly. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I think I've figured out my own little code. If I start an episode saying, hey, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, I never end up keeping it short and sweet. So today I started out and I was like, Lydia, don't say you're going to keep it short and sweet. Don't say you're going to keep it short and sweet because you won't. But I'm looking at the clock and I'm doing pretty well. So, hey, I think, I think I've um, conned on to my own subconscious little work ethics here. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. I think next week we'll see how we go, but I think I might shake it up a little bit and do an episode on people's experiences that they've sent through to me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, our episodes, as always, my episodes are out on Wednesday mornings and I'll have a little question box up on my Instagram page at Psychic-ish Podcast on Thursdays after the episode. I have to make sure I don't forget (laughs) just for you to ask any questions, share any thoughts, share any theories on what happened in today's episode. Now, if you love the podcast, first of all, yay, I'm glad. (laughs) And second of all, please just share it with someone you know that you think might enjoy it or talk about it to someone. I don't know. I think word of mouth is just the best way to support this thing and get it going so that's what I'm trying to put out there (laughs) anyway best of luck getting to sleep tonight I hope you don't hear any angry entities stomping around see you next week bye bye